Michael Bozzi. Welcome to my podcast, episode 153 of Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you everything that I know about content marketing, soft touch, respectful and ethical marketing, and I'm glad that you're here. Now, I'm in the middle of a series called Blogging 201, sort of next level strategies that go beyond the simple you know, things that you need to do to produce a blog. And this is a part of a larger series called Content Marketing 201, which goes deeper into the whole user pathway. So in other words, I'm including everything from web strategy, blog strategy, email marketing strategy, social media strategy, and even your online store at the end of the user pathway. And what I want to talk about today is directly related. It's building anticipation using a series uh, so that you, you get people to want to come back, right? If they like what they hear from you, they like what they see from you, they like what they read from you, they'll be back. And of course, this is good in a number of different ways. First of all, you're building a relationship with your reader or your listener or your viewer. Awesome. But also you're sending signals to Google directly related to SEO, which says, hey, people come back to your site. Google's watching that and they see that. And this, if this behavior repeats and they see the same user coming back over and over again, Google can surmise, hey, this must be good content. You know, next time someone searches for this topic, hey, maybe I'll send that person, that searcher to this site. Because it seems like it's serving people. People are coming back, right? These are signals that Google reads. So it's really, really good for that. But also from the creator standpoint, hey, that's you. This gives you, you know, a little bit more space. Uh, you can take a bigger idea that you want to explore, not just one and done with a blog post or a video or a podcast episode or whatever. And what I like about this is it makes you think strategically, Right? Our blogs are not a string of random thoughts. They're a business instrument to achieve a business goal. And that's why this is Blogging 201. And I use this strategy a lot. And I'll give you some examples later on in the episode. If you remember back to the last episode in this series, the one on SEO, this is where I was talking about a pathway, right? So if you're going to build enough trust with your audience to work towards a transaction, which is what we're trying to do here, it's going to take time. In other words, you need people to sort of proceed down that pathway. You can't achieve everything in one fell swoop, right? And that's what I hate about advertising. It's all about going for the sale right now from the first try. And let's face it, this is really, really hard for small businesses like yours and mine. And look, it's hard for large ones too, but also who cares about their challenges, right? That's not why I'm here. I don't care at all about what big businesses do. They're not a good model for you and me, right? They can usually buy their way around a problem, just throw money at it, right? And you and I don't have that luxury. All right, so if we need people to proceed down a pathway, we need to earn that, right? We need to provide them the steps to do so. And the simplest way to do that is to lay it all out for them step by step. So two key principles here when you're devising your series and trying to foster this, this anticipation. Two things are structure 
and sequence. Now, structure matters because you're trying to teach, right? You, so you want to break it down, the thing that you're trying to teach in your blog or video series or podcast or whatever. You want to break this down into small, bite-sized orthogonal pieces, right? Really narrow topics so that you can stick to a particular thing that you want to teach and only that thing in your piece, right? So that it's, it's easy to consume for your reader or viewer or listener. But then just as important is the sequence of this too, right? Not only are you laying out a pathway, but you're also teaching them something, right? Your customer or your future customer is learning something from your expertise and experience. So what's the first thing that they need to know? After that, what's the second thing that they need to know? Then the third, the fourth. You're an expert in this. You've got experience in this. You can teach someone how to go from, you know, knowing nothing about what you know about to at least a functional knowledge. You can do that. You're in, in, in a position to do that because you have the experience. There are two ways to attack this when you put it into practice. Okay. One is you can sit down and write, 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 write everything that you know. Put it all down there, just a rough cut, get it out. You're in creation mode, so don't stop to edit. Just get it all out on the page. And then after that, you got this big well of content to work from. Take the time to edit it, to shape it. And this method works well if you've, like for instance, if you've not taught the topic before, but it's something you use every day. So you know it well, but you've not tried to teach it before. So this gets all your ideas out there and then you can work with them. All right, second strategy if you have taught this to others before, is to sit down and create a structured outline. So go step by step from the user's perspective. Remember, again, put yourself in their shoes. They, they start from knowing absolutely nothing. So what can you do to take them through the successive stages towards a functional knowledge or mastery or whatever it is that you want them to achieve? Now, the benefit of the first strategy where you just get everything out there is it helps you generate the content itself, even though it's a rough draft, right? This can be good for, you know, just getting a lot of work done uh, up front and all at once. And sometimes this is a good method. Now, of course, the downside is that it may require a lot of time editing since you're kind of, you know, thinking your way through the problem. But sometimes it's a good method. Sometimes I use this. Now, the benefit of the second strategy is that it gives you a plan um, for the future, right? So think, think about this. Now you know what to write about. You can set yourself assignments, if you will, right? So say it's an 8P series. Now you know exactly what you're going to write about for the next eight weeks or, you know, if it's one once per week, or let's say you're going to know what you're, you're going to write about for the next 16 weeks if you publish bi-weekly. So that's great, right? So now when it comes time, you publish your post, and then you got a couple of weeks or whenever you're going to publish the next one, and you have one thing to do on your to-do list. It's to write piece number two from your series. Great. That whole writer's block thing just sort of goes away, right? Because you have an assignment. You know what to do next. 
And I like this type of writing uh, because it makes me think in a very structured way and it it makes me not have to think about this for a few weeks. So in the middle of this series, I know what the next piece that I have to write is. So awesome. Now, of course, you want to do all of this, whatever method, with some pace, with some patience. And here's the kind of cool thing. With either method, no matter what you're doing, you're publishing this stuff serially. Right? So expect to make connections with your audience along the way. It's one of the best things about blogging is that you're performing this live, if you will. You're interacting with an audience. If it's not immediate, it's close to it, right? So people can respond to it. People can share to it. They can comment on it. They can give you good feedback, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, and sometimes that can shape how the series is going to turn out in the long run. And you should expect to iterate uh, on this process as you learn more about how your customer experiences this very, very cool process. Now, of course, all this takes some planning, but I really like doing this, which, which is why I have so many different series. So I left some links in the show notes just so you can see what this looks like in practice. Uh, so, for instance, a recent series is SEO for small business. This was an eight-part series that I did not too long ago. Uh, that gives people the basics about search engine optimization so that they know enough to get started for their own business, right? Here it is, this eight-part resource from someone who uses it and teaches it every day. And now here, you have it for free so that you can go and learn enough so that you can get going. Uh, That hopefully is valuable to people, right? And why it's valuable to me is that, hey, look, Maybe some of those people will want to get a little extra help when they're ready to take it the next step further, and maybe they'll hire me. And think about it. If they've gone through an eight-part series with me, and they're like, oh, hey, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. You know, when it's time to hire someone, I'm likely the person that they'll go with, right? And this would work for you as well. I'm using myself as an example, but this would work for you as well because you've built up enough trust, But it doesn't have to be involved either. It doesn't have to be this long eight-part, 16-part series, whatever. Uh, It can be very brief, too. So as an example, I have a simple two-part series on how content strategy is teaching. There were two things that I wanted to say about that. That's all it needs to be. And if I want to get this concept across, and I felt like it was longer than one episode... And, uh, you know, wanted to break it down into two topics. Great. Uh, Two episodes will do it. Left a link in the show notes so that you can experience that as well. And as I mentioned at the very beginning, this episode is part of a three-part series on Blog Strategy 201. And that series is sort of a sub-series for a larger series that I'm doing just to show you that this can be, these things can work together. So the overarching series, which is a 16-part series, is Content Marketing 201. And then I got little sub-series on web strategy, uh, Blogging 201, which is what this one is a part of, email, social media, online store. So, you know, using your blog in a clever way Uh, You can have sub-series as a part of a larger series, break things down. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with this. And that's the, the just the brilliant thing of publishing to the web is all these different options are open to you. 
So left links in the show notes so that you can see those and see how they function and look at the, the tags and the categories that I use to collect these pieces of content. It's really that simple in WordPress. So just watch and observe what I'm doing and you can mimic that for your own strategy. Now, speaking of writing in series, there's one more thing that you can do up front in the planning phase to get even more out of your blog or podcast or video series or whatever, is what else can you get out of it beyond just the current blog post? This is called repurposing content, and it works best when you start with the intention and you know that you're going to do it up front, and that will be the next episode in the series. So hopefully that's built enough anticipation that you'll want to come back and maybe even want to either subscribe in a podcast app or subscribe so that uh, you get an email notification via my feed. Uh, you can do that at controlmousemedia.com slash subscribe. I model everything so that you can just get in there and do it and get a functional practice. And really the reason behind this, yes, I would love it if you would hire me at the end of, of your process or when you need a little help on something particular. But really my goal here is to take these, these things that I learn from doing this in practice and giving them to you because I want to see small businesses succeed. And the only way for us to do that is to do better than the aggressive, uh, icky tactics that we see from big companies and from advertising. We can do better. We can get closer to our customers. And I hate that kind of aggressive marketing. And if we, you and I, lead people out of that and show a different path uh, and do our marketing better, then really, that's awesome. We've made the business world a better place to exist in, and that's why I do this. So, All right, again, tons of uh, links in the show notes. Hope that you'll check it out, learn from what I do, and see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.